Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we discuss smurfing, mobile gaming, and the first week of the Overwatch League 2021 season. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you all have been doing well and and, and not doing not well, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, how are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I've been I've been doing good. I've been uh, been working on a, a drawing project that I've had on my mind for a while. So I'm starting to get get some drawings done. But also, um. Yeah, I, I took some time to watch that uh, the Netflix series for the Dota Two uh, animation that they had. Um, I really liked it. It's done by the same people who did the Legends of Korra, so the animation is actually solid. Mm, okay. So I was uh, I was relatively surprised, and as a fan of Dota Two, I'm I'm glad that they kind of got something that uh, a little bit more deep, a little bit more mature. Uh, because it really does fit the way how, uh, you know, Dota works in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, gaming wise, it's just been been that and a couple games here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, how about you? How how was your uh, how, how was how was your week? We uh, we had a, a game yesterday for the Zomnics. Um, it got pushed back like a, a couple days and it was played later at night than we usually play. So. People were tired on our team, um, so we got we got fairly spanked. But I mean, we learned a lot from that game. Um, so hopefully today we can take that the strategies that we we saw and what our weaknesses we found and play a little better. Um, the team did want me to ask you if you could give us any like if you had any like charts or like resources to help coach because like for some reason our team can never land a coach like all the other teams in this league have coaches with our team like someone will come in and say like, hey i'm here to be your coach and then like the next week's like hey are you coming to a practice like yeah i don't want to coach you guys actually i'm too busy or just another myriad of, of reasons so if you have any resources you'd be able to share with us kevin i would love to pass it on to the team um the the thing that i used to do um at least from what i was able to like give resources wise was like <laughs> it's really funny so it actually started off as a Yu-Gi-Oh thing um as a joke um my friends would be like how do you play x or y deck right mm-hmm. um and i would have essentially the dimensions of a playmat and then i would draw you know where the monster zones are and in each one just write like a tip of like how to play that character so from there, people were like, why don't you just do this for the tank role? And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I had this really, uh, really terribly drawn flowchart of like how to play Rhine, how to play Zarya. And it's like really bad. Um, but I feel like it it would be really helpful if I actually made it good. Uh, <laughs> because when it came down to teaching my like the next team, like the the B team that always gets re- refreshed every semester. 
um sometimes you just have to like reteach him something like for example like when do you use dm right like as as diva like when is the best time to use a defense matrix um because i know some people who just like hold it down whenever any projectile comes and there's some people who will tap it and some people who will be too reserved with it um but yeah i feel like you know if, if i were to pass down the charts to you i'd, I'd make sure that it actually is is legible and not just some <laughs> terrible scribbles and just says i mean and that way it, it's a puzzle then like you have to like work for the forbidden knowledge it's uh it's one of those like dating sim charts where it's like if you answer this question this this is their response and this is how you should respond speaking of dating i'm currently texting my tinder match because i we're talking about dogs and i i my there was a dog in my comic shop today it was fantastic um but also another tip that kevin this is like a more personal tip but i my i don't know if i talked to you about this before but my sister recently got into anime um, a couple weeks ago, she's watching animes now. Her first one that I started her on, which might have been a mistake, was Death Note because now she compares okay. everything to Death Note, and she's like, "I don't care. Death Note's always gonna be my favorite. It's so good. Nothing compares." Okay. So she's been watching a few. I she's on. She just started, I think, Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Last night she That's got. To, she's she finished the dog episode. Yeah. She's, okay. <laughs> so. Not <and>, Nina. <laughs> The episode that just traumatized the generation. Edward. Edward? Oh, God. That's <laughs> rough. But, uh, any... No pun intended. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even... <laughs> How dare you point out my pun that I didn't even notice. But anyway, any future recommendations for her as a, a, a new baby weeb? Yeah, it, it's really tough. Um for for baby weebs uh to start off and i'm glad that she started off with something that's older uh like death note death note has you know that has a gravity to it which is good um but i think the piece that makes death note the fun part is the fact that light is like a huge anti-hero right yeah so um everybody wants an anti-hero and i would say like the next step after this would be to watch uh code geass um lelucia the rebellion it is another classic one it was is sponsored the, by pizza hut that's the one where they made i'm at soup from right yes i'm at okay. the soup store uh <laughs> one of my favorite internet videos whenever i'm yeah. feeling bad i just watch that and it's like okay life is better yeah so that's the one um it it takes a little bit of time to get used to the spindly like animation style where the characters are just super long for no reason. Um mm -hmm. but if you like that anti-hero type, then yeah, Kogios is the next step. Um I've been personally like I've been re-watching um Loop on the Third with with a friend of mine. And mm -hmm. the the cool thing about that series is once you know the main characters and cast, you can hop into any Lupin like related series and understand where all the characters come from. Is so. that Ghibli or am I thinking of something else? Um okay so big I'm going big brain here. Um <laughs> please do Lupin Lupin the third season two was or actually Lupin the third season one when they had to reboot it um was directed by Hao Miyazaki and um and one of his partners, the guy who ends up making uh, 
he was he ends up being like one of the first directors for Ghibli, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do like the last part of season one, and then Miyazaki directs uh, Castle of Cagliostro, which is considered one of the best Lupin films of all time. And I can, uh-huh. it, it's light, it's fun, and you can just get behind it really quick. So um, that's Miyazaki's piece of that. And then if you watch the end of Lupin part two um miyazaki directed two of the uh two of the last episodes including the final episode and there's like little pieces of like ghibli goodness in that last episode ghibli goodness. so like there's um there's a character who looks almost exactly like nausicaa there's the robot from uh laputa a uh, castle in the sky mm-hmm. uh is also in there um but yeah, that that was where Miyazaki ties into that. But um, yeah, his first directed film was a loop on the third movie, which is amazing. We don't deserve Miyazaki. He's so good. Yeah. And Have you he, seen he did, the the new three D animated one? Um, it's like it's it called? called Earwig, right? Earwig. Yeah. Um, that's done by his son. Oh, uh, it is Goro, Goro Miyazaki. Uh, ah. And I want to watch it just because. Um, Earwig is actually written by the same person who did, uh, who wrote Howl's Moving Castle. So I wanted to see, you know, what that writing style is like once again, transferred into something Miyazaki kind of inspired, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I did want to see that. I just don't know, obviously, like, you know, where to, where to go and catch it right now. All right. So shall we get into into the news stuff of the week. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down. All right, speaking you you brought up the Dota animation and so our first story kind of has to do a lot with Dota. Oh, while I'm waiting for my tab to open, I was cleaning out my computer over this weekend. Guess how many gigabytes of data I had to clear out that were like related to this podcast. Uh, I would uh, is it a is it a T? Is it a terabyte? No, it's not a terabyte. Not a terabyte. Okay. So, probably yeah, like half 500 500 gig not there half of that like i was uh, roughly like 250 gigabytes of data was just dedicated to this podcast i mean we only do voice stuff anyways but yeah. still that's like a that's a lot that's a ton and like i was at less than 400 megabytes left of space which is not an ideal way to have your computer but i cleared a lot of it out so hopefully it'll run better now but okay so tab is open um, so something that happened in Dota is they're looking, I don't know, correct me on this, but they're, they're going to be banning Smurfs, right? It's not a thing that they're considering. They're, they're actually going to be banning Smurfs. It's going to be a bannable offense now. Yes. So this was a really interesting discussion, um, that they were going to straight up, like, if you are completely Smurfing and they, they can tell, um, Essentially, they would prevent you from being able to play the game. And then if even if you try to reinstall it on that account, um, you cannot play into uh, you can't play in multiplayer games. You could still do like the basic stuff. But like, why would you ever do single player versus bots? <laughs> right. If you're smurfing, right? It just kind of defeats the purpose. So, uh, I mean, one of the biggest complaints that I've seen, I mean, especially at lower elos in Overwatch is 
that smurfs do ruin the game and that's where it gets like very controversial and just convoluted in the online communities because you've got people who like me just hate the smurfs it's like we're a lot of us are adults who don't have a lot of time to be playing like all day so when we want to play we want to have a good game and then the smurf just ruins that experience for us and makes us not want to play anymore which damages the community and there's also the other side of the debate which i i do not agree with that says if you can't beat a smurf then too bad just suck it up and like you're only complaining if you're a lower elo anyway like you wouldn't have that if you were if you were better at the game like if you were deserved to be at a higher ranking then you would be able to get there on your own um and i'm suspecting that this is just completely coming from all of the smurfs who are defending this but um what's your take on it kevin because like I mean, for a lot of us, like we have no aspiration where there's no chance that most of the people playing this game are ever going to be um, out of, on the pro scene. So it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but just your take on, on Smurfs in general. Yeah, this is, um, I feel like Smurfs shouldn't be allowed in competitive games. Um, I feel like this, this is like the, the ultimate, like, drawing the line here it's if you know that the person is a smurf on that account um you put them in essentially like you can allow them to play quick play and unrated where you know Mm -hmm. you can play with friends and you know sometimes you do get slapped in the face by a smurf like in an unrated game and that's okay because you're just like okay he's playing with his friends like x y or z it's fine um, but when you get into harder games, especially games that, you know, matter that have either, you know, ranked or anything backing it, right, then you're just taking advantage of the system. Um, and I don't think that's that's fun at all. And for for Dota, I understand like this is a this is a bigger issue because um, when it comes to free to play games we'll always have smurfs because you know it's free. right you essentially just make a new account go in and play the game again right so mm-hmm. i feel like that's a lot easier for them to do um and just make all that work so so on and so forth but at the same time i feel like um it it just encourages more people to sign up as smurfs and then just keep playing because there's really no penalty for just making a new email and signing up yeah um on the other hand i feel like overwatch can do the same thing where they just say you cannot queue for competitive um if we find you as a smurf right or if you do queue as competitive we will place you in you know even a closer or even higher up uh place than you originally started Mm -hmm. um just to make you know games relatively hard um another thing is like overwatch is not a free-to-play game you have to pay for literally a copy of the game and that's anywhere between you know 20 to 40 bucks every single time so that that's the real debate here is like blizzard's already got your money if if they if they're banning you for uh for doing for essentially smurfing they already took your 20 bucks and like they they might as well let you play on the account even um 
but I don't think that Smurfs, if you're found as a Smurf, I don't think you should be allowed to queue for competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think quick play and all the other arcade modes are okay, but you should not be able to take SR from other players who are trying to get there. So that that brings up the question, like how, I don't know how Dota is doing it, but mm-hmm. like how in Overwatch would you regulate the smurfing or not? Is, is it just like through, do you think reporting, a reporting system and then review the VODs? Yeah, I think it'd be 50-50. It's like you have to review the VODs because like you got to see margin of error of crosshair, like crosshair error. Um, When it comes to like professionals, they they rarely drift like their their crosshairs are like always on point like always holding a certain angle and it's working um and yeah same thing with just like a bunch of other pieces essentially um you got to review the vods and see if they are within the same realm right um you would probably have to look at I would probably be looking at stats at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like headshot accuracy or, um, you know, shot accuracy in general, like, uh, like efficiency actions per minute. Like those things would probably be a dead giveaway. And that's how they do it in Dota. Like if you have like a crazy high APM and like your farm and your, your gold experience and all that stuff is like really, really efficient. Uh, they'll know that you're a Smurf uh, in that in that certain amount, but um, on the other hand, like sometimes you, if you know a new character comes up, or like if a new account pops up, you can be at that level. Maybe you transferred from like League or something, but yeah, it's just a matter of getting used to the actions per minute and realizing, wait, this dude's doing way more than anybody else in this same Elo is. Um, and you either ban them for having, you know, the kind of the same, what is it? Having a super high APM, um, or not. And I feel like another way I I don't want to say like, I think Blizzard should have the tech to do this, but essentially, you know, IP tracing and saying like, if you have the same IP for two accounts, right? Then they would know. Like one of them is super high and the other one is not. Um, that that might be easier for them to to figure out. What do you feel about about the people who are defending it, saying that like we paid for the game or that like this is only a problem for platinum below, so it doesn't really matter. It, it's kind of it's kind of a weird stance to take. It's like, yeah, it it is a problem for plat and below but that is majority of your player base Mm -hmm. um but like by saying oh i paid you already so let me play your game like that that is it is a weird excuse to say like i'd rather ruin somebody else's game and than not right like you should be able to play you should be able to play unrated and play with your friends in that case, but I don't think you should be allowed to queue for competitive. Mm-hmm. Like if you buy another account just to make sure that like your your levels and stats are relatively even, um, that is that is okay. 
um, but you shouldn't be able to queue and take SR and help like your friends who are in you know low gold and you're just like some you know almost god player here on the other side like top 500 even um yeah you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to do that and and considering how much damage smurfing does to the more casual player base um what do you think that like do you think that blizzard will ever try to do what dota's doing right now do you think they'll they'll follow that model of banning the smurfs because i would totally be down for it like i've i've no issue yeah i i feel like it's it's good if it's done properly you know like i don't i don't know if a full ban on a smurf account would be fair to the player who mm-hmm. who's smurfing just because like you know it is money that they they spent to essentially not play a game um i i would think that if they are found by for having a bannable offense essentially um i think that blizzard should if they are going to ban them out of it like ban them but give them like half the store credit back or something like that uh-huh. just just to say like you can't play this game but at least you can use something else in the store um but it's just, it's more like you don't want this experience to mess up the flow of you know the game that you made um but at the same time you don't want to cheat people out of their money if they're the ones putting in the money to play your game right Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of it's kind of a weird spot to be in. But I mean, also is like if you put it in the terms of service that like smurfing is a bannable offense. Like at that point, would they still need to refund? Do you think it, it would still be necessary to like refund? Oh no! Player? Like if it if it's in the terms of conditions, then yeah, you, you just essentially just point back to the rules and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're smurfing. Um, but I feel like there needs to be enough evidence. I feel like that's one thing. Like you can't right, just right. you can't just like ban people out just because other just people are saying, good. "Oh, he's too good." Yeah. yeah. Um, there needs to be like, it's got to be kind of like an anti-cheat thing where it's like you understand this player has multiple accounts coming from this certain point of origin, um, mm. and then point that out and say like, "Okay, well, they can't. They're they're trying too much here," or, um, you know, they're. They're going really strong for no reason. There, there should be a way to rein them back. Have you had a lot of bad experiences with Smurfs, or not really? Because you, you're playing with your team and and on like more of a collegiate circuit used to, or is it like uh, more now that you're not really doing the collegiate as much? I, I feel like it's it's more now mm-hmm. um, than I have seen in previous times. Um, it might also just be because I'm I'm old and bad. Um, but I honestly think that there's more Smurfs around because there's the essentially there's people who are just getting into Overwatch like right now, um, like that are either just joining late or like maybe maybe their significant other was playing, you know, Overwatch for a while and they want to have a fresh account so they don't make the first games that they play with their, you know, their SO super hard, right? Um, you want to essentially have a fresh account to be at the same experience level as someone else. Um, it that That's fine and all. I just feel like 
um especially like i was in an unranked game like just kind of a quick play game with a bunch of friends and i know that there are a couple people in that lobby who are either at my level at my peak or even better um and i'm like why am i up against you know like a genji who knows how to get like a 5k blade every single time um even though i'm playing like counter picks and i'm right i'm finding certain things x and y and they're like oh wait he's definitely like the person who's been on this game the longest you know fresh account level four like it's it's pretty obvious like um but yeah it it was one of those things where you're just like you see it more often now just because like there's not as many players on but like there are people who are still trying to get into the game um expecting potentially you know overwatch 2 or trying to get you know the jump before the next the next game comes out um but yeah it's it's been a lot more prevalent now and then in dota you can tell like right off the bat like these games are insanely hard for no reason like mm-hmm. you could play you could be playing a support and get clapped completely um by like the person who's supposed to get the least amount of resources and they're just like insane off the walls bonkers doing doing these plays and you're just like what what am i supposed to do here like what <laughs> how how do you game even and so so man, just now that you mentioned Overwatch 2 um Kevin how do you feel about mobile gaming uh i know that a lot of my friends were super excited about wild rift uh i don't i don't really keep up with mobile gaming. the only mobile gaming that i used to do was gotcha rolling games because like you know i like i like my waifu art okay like, <laughs> don't judge but like um yeah th- that's my only experience it's just like yeah pay five bucks a month roll for some waifus and see what you get so that <laughs> That's what that's what I used to do. Um, long, yeah, you know, long studio days. You, you have some time to kill. You might as well, you know, train your wife. <laughs> and now, do you have any feelings about Blizzard mobile games? Uh, the only thing that we remember of Blizzard mobile games is that really terrible Diablo. You know, you guys got phones, right? <laughs> uh, that's that's the only thing. And then you, you know, games on your phones. The 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 only true answer is blizzard and mobile games should be hearthstone like that's the only one that should you know literally translate over and it does it, it's really good in that case but um other than that yeah yeah no i don't know so um what how would you feel about overwatch as a mobile blizzard game ah uh... I don't. Uh, is, it, is it a one for one remake? Like, I mean, we don't. We. I mean, answer that as a yes and as a no. Okay, so as a yes, I am. I'm very, very interested in what they're trying to do here. I understand. Like, for example, like, uh, one of my classmates from high school played PUBG Mobile, right? And that was like literally. PUBG on the phone. But when you play Overwatch, right, you're taking both the elements of a shooter as well as like, you know, a whole bunch of other things. Like, how do you translate a button? For example, if you're playing Reinhardt, right, you have to have a button for, for shield, 
for fire strike, for charge, for ult, plus shoot, plus crouch, plus you know movement, right? Mm. So that's already like ten buttons you need on the screen, right? Mm, that's a lot. It, it's very crowded, right? And I don't think that that's that's even doable uh, uh-huh. on something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think if you were to do something like totally not shooter, right? Um, I don't want to you gotcha roller. Uh you could you're gonna do do a puzzle match like the, the bejeweled like you know candy crush esque overwatch game. I don't care, dude. Do that for loot boxes, I'd have fun, okay? Like oh. it, it doesn't have to be the shooter. It doesn't have to be, you know, that specific thing. I feel like if you even made like little spin-off content of the original, you know the original universe of overwatch it might be easier to digest on a mobile platform um okay and also get people you know at least enjoying the game um i the the weirdest example i mean i'm a big fan anime fan as as you all know you literally called me out at the beginning of this anime <laughs> of this uh podcast but jojo's bizarre adventure has multiple mobile like mobile games that work um none of them were like arena fighters there were some that were arena fighters they did okay but the best ones was like a like a pin flick game where you like you you know like the marvels games where you like knock uh like things out of the arena Mm, like okay that was one and the other one was the puzzle game like the puzzle match four game like that those work and it it just it just works in a way that everybody can can kind of digest, but also understand like where the original content was from. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to do it in that case, I feel like that that's an okay way of doing it, as long as they don't like. I I feel like it's doable, mobile. If you were to try the FPS, but I feel like the UI would have to be very sleek or like reworked completely, like. And yeah, it would not be cross-platform. You're, there's no way you're playing. You're playing against me on my PC versus you on your phone. Like you're, <laughs> you're getting clapped. I'm, I'm just saying. And so the reason I'm asking this is not just as much as we love our hypotheticals. I'm not just asking for hypotheticals' sake. Um, I don't know if this has been announced before now, if there's, or this is just a, a, a rumor that I'm now seeing. But according to a Dexterda article from the 19th of March. Apparently Blizzard has been trying to get a mobile version of Overwatch at the same time to be released as Overwatch 2. Um, This is according to uh, Dexterda's editor-at-large, Richard Lewis. He was in a podcast with um, Monte Cristo, Thorin, and Doa, and they were talking just about like the major layoffs at Blizzard and, and whatnot, and then that thing came up. According to this article, we um, they don't know whether it's going to be a one-for-one remake or another, um, just a tie-in game. But yeah, I mean, I really like that idea of a tie-in, and then you could like earn either earn coins or loot boxes off of it, or like to get interest in it, you could maybe get like exclusive skins from playing a mobile game. Um, I like your puzzle game idea. I was thinking, like, what if you could still kind of do a shooter if you did like a rail shooter version, mm-hmm. or like an injustice style like beat 'em up where you just 
tap the screen. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, it also, like, we know that the community is, like, ravenous for lore. So, like, this could be, like, an opportunity to do some spinoff lore. Yeah, it... I, I feel like, once again, like, there's a whole bunch of other options to go with that isn't a one-for-one, like, paste of... um of of the shooter genre, right? Like you can you can right. do a lot of other things with it. So if the if this does come out, Kevin, how do you think the community is going to react? But considering like Blizzard's had its its try with mobile games before, you mentioned the uh, that that Diablo spinoff that they tried, um, and like considering, I think this, I I if I remember correctly, like when Fortnite first came out, people were like, "Oh, this is so easy," but then they realized that it was just a lot of bots populating the game at first. So, um. How do you think a launch for this would go? Would it would it be successful, or do you think mm-hmm. that that the bad history of of mobile gaming and Blizzard is going to kind of taint that? I I don't think Blizzard fans are going to be excited for it. <laughs> that is one thing, especially if it's just like a, a another shooter. Um, but I feel like if it if it got weird with it, essentially, it's not like you know, one for one of Overwatch, I feel like it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely one of those things that when you watch again, or like if you were to like see kind of like a remake of it um, in a mobile version, it, it might work. But I don't think that players of Overwatch are looking for more Overwatch related content aren't going to be they're They're waiting on Overwatch too like right now yeah they're they're not going to be excited for a mobile game especially if you release the mobile game before overwatch 2 comes out then they're you're like what what, uh excuse me just put these resources towards making the next game okay like (laughs) or like give us a new a a new event instead of making a, a mobile game that we'll probably play for five minutes yeah okay so now let's get into some some league related things um i don't so this first one, an announcement came. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I can see the good and I can see why this is happening. But um, Danny Lim is now back on the desk. We know my feelings about Danny Lim and his hugs. Um, how do you feel about this, Kevin? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh yeah, force hugs. Why I can see why they're bringing him in, like just especially with the way things are going, he can translate the Korean right then and there. Mm-hmm. But also, it's Danny Lamb and his hugs. Ugh. They can't. Uh, they can't force the hug via Zoom. So I guess that kind of works. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I feel like you know there's probably a ton of other casters out there who might be able to do the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like that might be the right choice here, just to kind of not only bring like a new face to the mm-hmm. to the whole uh like kind of bring a a brand new talent to the screen, but also like 
it, eh, I don't know. It it just I feel like it would be newer and and nicer to have like a new face on the desk. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I feel that. But at the same time, I mean, if it, Danny is one of those people who they're like comfortable with, uh, I know, I know, I'm not. If he's trying to make me hug somebody random, but yeah. Uh, but other than that, I I feel like he can't do a lot of harm via Zoom or via online only format. So right, uh, right. It, he should be okay. Because see, my, my my thing was is if they're getting him to mainly just do the Korean stuff, that takes away from the orgs, like the teams themselves, like having. I mean, I I don't. I guess maybe not every. Or do you think does every org have someone who can speak English? Do you think? From, or like each organization, as in like like each team, like have probably. English. Because if they do, then like just having Danny do all the translating kind of takes away from like the experience of someone on those teams being able to like be on the camera and, and translate for their players, which I think might not seem like a big deal. But for, for someone, it's like, oh, my God, I get to be on camera for the first time and, and doing something for Overwatch. So I think that's a huge potential wasted for for that. Um I feel like we're just being I'm being mean to Danny. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a it's a 50-50. Like he he kind of set the pace for every other translator um for for the Overwatch League essentially. Yeah. Um so it's it's cool that they're bringing him back, but at the same time like we we might want new face, new talent, you know. All right, so Kevin, now now that we are on the the topic of the league, You've got some some schedule news for us. Yes. So um, the Overwatch League announced earlier this week that the schedule is pretty much finalized um, for the regular season for, for most of the games. Um, so if you guys want to check out the 2021 season, the schedule is online um, and pretty much ready to go. And we are going to have games between Friday... Uh, April 16th through the 18th um, with a bunch of kind of good games to start off season. Um, This is a good schedule. This is a very solid schedule. I'm excited for the schedule. Um, The one thing that actually, you know what? Yeah, this should should be fine. I was just looking at the the timing of everything. It just looks like um, it's really it looks really short um, in terms of like spacing. I I remember Mm -hmm. when games used to have to be like two or three hours apart because of like commercial <laughs> breaks and stuff like that. But now it's just like 12 to one thirty, and then to the next one. But um, the opening day is going to be the battle for Texas. You have both the Houston outlaws versus the Dallas fuel. And then you have the LA gladiators versus the San Francisco shock. And um, that's, you know, a th- fun one. This is a fun one. Not only because of, um, you know, the great matchup of super versus space, but also, you have a uh, you have moth now like the the gladiators have moth um and the san francisco shock are looking to looking to change stuff you know looking to maybe maybe make moth regret his decision so uh we'll see about that 
Um, Saturday we have uh, a couple of from we have a couple matches from APAC. Um, so we have you know the Charge versus the Dragons. We have the Valiant versus the Hunters, and then this one, the Philly Fusion versus the Soul Dynasty. It's probably another really good one to look out that, for. I'm excited for that one. That's one of my tops to watch that first weekend. Um, And then, you know, during the day, at least for NA, we have the Defiant versus the Titans, which are pretty much brand new rosters. Um, The Rain versus the Mayhem. And then we have the Fuel versus the Gladiators. So we get to see them uh, kind of intermingle there. And then Sunday, uh, the APAC region has... Uh, the Charge versus the Dynasty, the Hunters versus the Dragons, and the Fusion versus the Valiant. Uh, so a couple, a couple of good games. I think we actually get to see. That's the second game. Yeah, the second game that the Dragons have. So uh, we get to see them go head to head. Um, and then when we get back to the NA region, we have uh, the Outlaws versus the Shock. So Dante versus his old crew. That's gonna be a good one to watch. Um, the mayhem versus the titans and then the defiant versus the rain so um a lot of just like interweaving schedules here just to kind of get matches going um so it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see which teams kind of kind of rise to the top here especially during opening week um especially cuz these rosters are are fairly new a lot of them yeah a, a lot of off-season roster swap like switches have been made and you know it does add a little bit to the timeline as well you get a little bit of a you know a, a little bit of competitive edge in some of these um just to, just to watch and i think it'd be really fun um uh, obviously like we want eventually to have the intermingling of you know the fusion versus the shock Get to see Rascal versus you know his old team, um, but there's also going to be a lot more going on. You you never know. Do you think they'll bring out Jake this first week? I think versus I'm, the fuel. Yeah, I think against the fuel they'll they'll do it. Battle for Texas. Yeah, the battle for Texas. They kind of have to bring out you know the star. They'll they're they're gonna do it. Um, I don't know against the shock. Um, we'll see how the outlaws feel. Um, with Jake's kind of gameplay. If it works out, if he loves it, then yeah, for sure, put him in. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this plays out. Just talking about the the Valiant for a second here, I'm still very upset that they're calling themselves the Los Angeles Valiant. I do agree there. I feel like um, we we need to like they i feel like they have to change their name they're they're not really based in la anymore because of the you know not only just the switch of the region like i don't feel like all the teams need to do that like for example like the philadelphia fusion no, like philly's fine like they still Philly's fine philly because their management originally was in philly and that's what they did but i feel like they've the, got the, gritty yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> they put him on the roster in case somebody else gets sick but um <laughs> honestly i feel like the because of the shift in management at the highest level i feel like the valiant 
are no longer a representation of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're a represent they're a representative of you know China right now because they have a whole Chinese roster. They moved over to that region, um, and Immortals no longer owns the Valiant. So I feel like there needs to be you know a, a switch there. There needs to be a little bit of a change, whether it's you know a change of even even if it's a full rebrand, if you got to go, you know, Seattle SuperSonics to the to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, or you know, the Charlotte Bobcats to the Hornets, or I, I'm doing a lot of sports ball references here, but yeah, it's it's true. Like if you have a bunch of different, like you're you're essentially moving your team somewhere completely different. Right. You might as well change where they're from, like the. Uh, the the Vancouver Grizzlies when they moved to Memphis they didn't keep the name Vancouver Grizzlies they changed them to the Memphis Grizzlies you can keep the Los valiant Angeles name Lakers are used to be in Minnesota but they changed their name to Los Angeles cuz that's where they are now exactly so so change like you don't you don't have to change the valiant name okay like you can keep you can keep that you have to change where you're from the 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 specific like before the, the precursor essentially where where you're from now um it doesn't apply to other teams because they their management hasn't shifted mm-hmm. um and you know philly still has that root in uh in the u.s but like yeah i i feel like it is it's kind of weird to have you know the la valiant have nothing to do or represent you know Los Angeles in general. Yeah. I feel like like with Philly moving over, they're doing that to balance the region. And like you said, like with with the Valiant, everything has changed. They're not the same parent company. There's not the same coaching staff. They're not the same players. Like their their player base is all Chinese now. So what possible reason do you think there could be for keeping that name instead of just a full rebrand? It, it, or is it the full rebrand like that? That's going to cost them money to do. Do you think? I don't think it's going to cost them anything. Like it, it might cost them a little bit just to like, let's redo the logos and, and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. Like for assets in general, but also to say like, um, you have to probably switch up the Twitter account too. Um, to buy that domain, so we'll see. Um, but for the most part, I feel like it is like it's mainly a name thing. Like you could keep the logos and stuff. I just feel like it's just a name thing right now. Who's gonna be stomping them again? Okay, the hunt. Oh man, it's the two teams I hate. <laughs> oh man, am I gonna have to watch the, a hunters game just to see the the Valiant get smacked? Okay. I can do it this one time. <laughs> but Kevin, what is your what is your number one match you're looking forward to? For me, it's gonna be um few probably I, I would say fusion versus dynasty. I was really proud of how those teams did, but I mean I, I, I wanna see how how well they do this this upcoming season. We don't get anything Paris till week two, so um 
that for me that those are the two teams I want to see play. Yeah, there, there's a lot of really hype matches in this first like week. Um, I definitely want to stick around for the shock game versus the gladiators. I feel like that's going to be really it. That's kind of the pacemaker for this for this first one. Uh-huh. Um, because the gladiators have a really strong roster and they're kind of they haven't made a lot of changes in the off seasons. Meanwhile, like the shocker essentially like completely rebranded here. There's a lot of new pieces that they have to get underway and uh, see if they're still at the top. I mean, they do have a lot of really good players. It's just a matter of like, you know, where they land um, on the team. Also, same thing with the, the fusion, the dynasty. That's going to be another really good one. Both powerhouses in that region. Um, and if we get to see Rascal, you know, if Rascal does mm-hmm. decide to play, like, where do they put him? Uh, they can't put him on the Echo, which is kind of his thing, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, these first couple of games are going to be really interesting to see. Um, so definitely highlight maybe one or two of them. Uh, definitely take a peek at them uh, when they come around. You know, it. We still have two more weeks. We have a couple more weeks till they finally hit the shelves, but. It's uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see. Do we have anything else we want to add? I think it was it was a very short week this week. Um, and gaming news, real quick. Um, if you guys are into Among Us, which I know everyone and their mom is apparently, who's not into Among Us? It's a fantastic uh, game. Yeah, they just released the new map. <gasps> so it is okay. It is locked behind a paywall right now. Uh, not gonna lie. It, it it's not a heavy paywall. It's two dollars. But it is uh, a paywall. <laughs> so my my question now is is it like it, it's not a it is a it's a full like new update. There's brand new art. Will this be something that you're interested in playing? Um, I, I'm down to try it. And if my friends are going to buy the new pack, I might as well play. But yeah, yeah, I, I want to see how this map plays out first. Um, but Among Us, you know, has kind of gotten a lot of people through quarantine and I'm just about ready to see it, uh, see this new map and see what's, what's going on. See, for me, I, (sighs) I don't like playing money for mobile games and stuff. Like I have the free version on my phone. I couldn't bring myself to buy it on the Switch just because I'd like, I don't know how long Among Us is gonna last. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. use that money there when I have the free version on the phone. Um, on what? Um, I don't play it that often. I feel like for you, since you stream and you have like more of a, a, a community outside of just Overwatch, I feel like it would make sense for you to to get it i don't think for me it makes that much sense i i do enjoy among us a lot and i i do want to support them but it's just uh, yeah i can't bring myself to do it i don't think yeah if if you have a good base of people who want to play it then yeah but otherwise i feel like the free game is still plenty Mm -hmm. um another one really quick in uh in fun fun gaming stuff with friends uh Jackbox has announced that they are working on Jackbox Party Pack 8. Um, and they want to have it out by fall of this year. So 
uh, we'll see what games decide to come into this new game, uh, or if we if we get some new new game modes in general. So that'll be interesting. I've only played Jackbox once or twice, but I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, I yeah, I had to host Jackbox for Fanime. That's one of the <laughs> you you wouldn't think that they would put their Overwatch caster <laughs> at the time on Jackbox Party Pack. But that is the shift that I signed up for. It was, okay, it was a fun shift. Not going to lie. You start at 8 p.m. and you go till 2. Oh, okay. Boy. It's an 8 to 2 shift. But I mean, that's I what, get to that's dictate. That's normally awake. You exactly. It, it's in the gaming hall. So, like, everything, all the other events are closed. You know, everybody else got dinner already. And they're just trying to sit back and relax and play the game, right? Mm. So, the cool thing is, as, a, as the host, you get to kind of, like, bash on everybody's decision or you get to also pick the game which is really important so one of my favorite ones still one of my favorite games of all time is uh madverse city it is on i believe party pack five um but what madverse city is is essentially robot rap battles so what now yeah (laughs) it's not something that a lot of people would expect but Essentially, they give you a fill in the blank sentence, and the last word they give you the first, they give you like an adjective. They, they're like a, a derogatory adjective, or like you know a negative adjective, or a negative, or like a weird, a small creature, right? And you say like mouse or something like that, right? And so they give you the first line, and it's like, if if you are an animal, I crush you like a mouse, right? And then you have to fill out the second line, right? Uh huh. And so what you do at an anime convention is you give extra bonus points and crowd cheer points if you give them a theme. So one of my friends who was a, him and I were in like a, like essentially a freestyle rap group for a little bit. We would, we would bounce that idea off of each other. And I'm like, all right, dude, this is essentially just like the same thing as like, you know, a, a practice practice round, um, a practice circle where you just throw like, themes at them mm-hmm. and so we did one where we were just like okay if you can throw in a magical girl reference of any sort you, you get you get a piece of candy from me right essentially <laughs> and i'm like all right you go for it like um and it's like okay if you diss your opponent's name in this one you're good or i want a shonen reference or i want a certain like mood out of this um i want a jojo's reference like you can do that and people will try to get as creative as possible with their lines. And I it's like really fun. Like so much fun. It, it's fun if you have people who are witty enough to make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, to be able to do the the rap thing. It's very... Okay. So, one of the tricks of doing freestyle rap is figuring out what line you want first. Or, like, what line you want to hit them with the most. Finding the last three syllables and finding a word that rhymes with it as the setup. So essentially you're reverse engineering in real time. Uh, so the funny thing that you do is like, if you know that you want your punchline to be like, um, like something very specific, especially since like most of the anime stuff is in Japanese, right? You gotta, for me, the, the fun one is like, okay, let's say if I want to make, a reference to 
Ikebukuro, which is like a certain place in Durarara, which is X, Y, or Z, right? I've heard that anime before. Never seen so, it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, Shizuo is a bartender. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to rhyme something with Shizuo so I can start my first line with something that ends with Iuo as my final like three vowels, right? Mm-hmm. But Or you could just take the last two. So for me, it's like, yo, I... I rap over sick beats that are dropped like Lucio. And then you just be like, I tear up the streets like I'm a bartender Shizuo. And they're like, what? Uh, excuse me? And I'm like, yeah, how do you drop two references in one? And it's just like, God, you got to do it. Um, but yeah, that's just the way how it works. Uh, whoever can make the best rhymes and, and disses wins. Um, but yeah, try it out. Madverse City. Party Pack 5. That sounds so much fun. Oh my god. It It is fun if you have a group of witty people to try it with. Alright, so if there's nothing else, I think that wraps it up for us this week. Um, thanks guys for, for tuning in. Um, and we'll catch you next week, as we always do. Uh, have a great weekend, and see ya! Next week, we'll bring you gaming and Overwatch news from across the internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.